0: Hours of the Fury is brought to you by Red Nation Online. Find us on Twitter at Red Nation
1: Online and at OIT Fury. Welcome, everybody, to episode 64 of Hours is the Fury. We're back. Hello. That's Ryan right here and... Tim. That makes three of us, so no Kendra this week, but uh, she did provide us with some uh, great um, footage from the uh, Montreal game in the in, of the preseason, so we'll listen to that in a bit.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, <laughs> yeah, before I continue rambling on, as I usually do, let's um, get everyone back on track, so... What are we? Ours, the Fury podcast. So we're a weekly podcast, <laughs> and we're going to be back doing it weekly, starting... Now? Ne- pretty much. And uh, we'll likely take a break uh, between the spring and the fall season. But other we'll than that... we go camping?
0: We'll go camping again? Not again.
1: <laughs> no? <laughs> Didn't have fun last time? No, but uh, it's funny that you bring that up, because I do have some exciting plans this summer. Um, because... The listeners only have the pleasure of listening to my dominant self (laughs) for another, uh, I don't know, three months or so. Uh, And then I'm going to take off um, for a round-the-world trip and uh, watch the Euros, and I'll be back. Uh, So you're not going to be getting rid of me completely. You're going to watch the Euros? Yeah, I'm going to the final.
0: Yeah, and didn't you go to the World Cup last time too?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a combination of luck and, a combi- and getting up at three in the morning and just being smart about it. Oh, you're getting the tickets online. Yep. And um, I'm actually inviting my dad, so it, it should be fun. But in the interim, I'm going to be stepping back a little bit from being the host of Ours is the Fury, so people are getting used oh, to We don't do like a competition where we find a new host? No, I think uh, we're going to take turns.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) I thought we'd do, like, a star search or something. Battle bots.
1: A star (laughs) search would be amazing. Anyway, uh, let's get back on the schedule. Um, Yeah, so that was the longest off-season I've experienced in my life.
2: Definitely the most uh, dramatic off-season we've had so far.
1: Heart-wrenching? Oh, so many things, and we'll get to that. But then so many good things, too, so. Yeah, let's talk about the, the things. good things. Let's talk about the arrivals. Um, let's talk about the latest arrival, Idan Veret, Blogsmith. What can you tell us about this guy?
2: Uh, 27-year-old striker, former Israeli uh, youth international. Uh, played uh, most recently in Serbia at Red Star Belgrade. And he is uh, kind of a center midfielder, winger, which kind of fits into that uh, false nine that Daglish wants to play, we'll get into that later. But it has uh some Champions League and some Europa League uh, experience. Yeah. He sounds like a direct replacement for uh Diego, who
0: we never really even got to know. Did you get you guys saw him on the first uh preseason game, right?
2: No, he wasn't there. Oh he wasn't there? He yet. only
0: So no one's actually seen him except for like people in Rochester. Yeah for those Arizona. of you that
1: don't know Pablo Diego um, he was a foreign player from Fluminense. He, would, he got injured, and he's not going to be back, basically. Similar to the Nicky Patterson situation last year, where they just moved him off the uh, roster because there's no point in wasting an international roster spot if he's going to take forever to come yeah. back from it. It's tough. He's 22 years old.
0: It sounds like a very serious knee injury. So we hardly knew him.
2: Like, yeah, he signed that day, and that night they played Indy in Arizona. And that's when he got injured, so he literally was on the fury for, you know, several hours.
1: So, way to focus on the positives, guys. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, but one positive uh, that I can speak to is uh, Marcel De Jong. Yeah, now that's a little bit of a positive. Yeah, I mean, I think we sort of one-upped FC Edmonton when they got Ledgerwood. I was a little jealous uh, for a bit there, and but Marcel De Jong is the stronger player by far. People tend to forget that Ledgerwood. Oh, Ryan's looking at me angrily no, because no, no, it's his angry, homeboy. No, no, no <laughs> same d- hometown. Not,
0: not that. It's. Uh, did you watch the Canada game with uh, De Jong and Ledgerwood?
1: Uh, yeah, I watched both of those games, but yeah, they're both on fire. That's all. Both yeah.
0: amazing players.
1: Yeah, but people tend to forget that Ledgerwood. You know, he played in third division Germany, right? He was in the Dritte Liga. So Marcel De Jong, he was playing second Bundesliga with Augsburg, got promoted, and had a pretty strong first year in the Bundesliga. Um, and you know, he's played all over the Dutch leagues and he's, he's just got a bit of a stronger performance record than someone like Ledgerwood does. So there you go, rabbits. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. So Marcel de Jong, is this the
0: player we were talking about a few years ago? And when he decided to commit to Canada, someone asked him about Tim Hortons. Yes. Yes. And he he was like, what's Tim Hortons?
1: Yeah, exactly. He's (laughs) definitely a Dutch citizen first. But since then, he's racked up many, many games for Canada. He has a stylish man bun, yeah. which seems to be which very vogue in yeah. the football world. <laughs> um, he's got a bit of that hipster beard. That yeah, and the,
0: the arms are covered in tattoos, him him, and Johnny.
1: So. But he's a good guy, and uh, one reason why he joined the Fury is because his good relationship with the Guzman.
0: Yeah, um there was a, we asked him why, if he had any, he came from Kansas, and if he, if he talked to, actually, I think Teo asked him this, and if he talked to uh, MDS at all, and he was like, nope, No, nope. and MDS didn't talk to me either, and it sounded like he ended on a really sour note in Kansas, and he was just looking for, like, a club that would actually, like, give him the good playing time that he deserves.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I do deal with this player from Canucks' broad perspective, so I may as well say a few things about the situation without getting myself in trouble. Basically, the agent of Marcel de Jong had put in a really smart contract that his salary would increase significantly in the second year. He's also an international as a Canadian, um, as we all know. and International for Kansas. Yes. Yeah. So they were trying to get rid of him. But they couldn't because he had a two-year contract. So it was a very difficult situation for him to get out of that contract. But it put him into a very strong bargaining position as well. And he has a very clever agent. So what they came up with is he he didn't want to be a free agent. So they parked him here at the Fury. Um, So it's a win-win for the player and us. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if once the European transfer season opens up in the summer. He's transferred out. Yeah,
0: yeah. So when you're when you sign ML, when you sign it with an MLS team, you're actually signing with the MLS league. So that's you know it's a great advantage for the NASL. They could buy out these contracts, or and this is one of those situations where it works good for us.
1: But uh, yeah, we should move on and uh, talk about another new arrival. This time in the in the staff. Um, Tim, what can you tell us about uh, Nikola Lepasavich?
2: uh Serbian so another Serbian connection with uh, Varen. Varen. um worked with the Serbian national team program and uh probably his role with the Fury probably be helping out Darko Bijser in the, uh, the academy very
0: well yeah Darko uh, said he's training him he's he's making another Darko out of him so that's very interesting to so, <clears throat> He's going to be doing a lot of uh, the strategy stuff upstairs that they do during the game. And that's a big advantage for the fury. It
1: helped us a lot last year. So there's a lot of bold, shiny heads walking around in the coaching staff. Now i noticed that at the, that's uh, the look. Yeah. yeah. That or a bun. If you, yeah, do... if you have the hair, you can do the man bun. If not, you do you no, no hair at all. Yeah. Shave <laughs> yeah. it and shine it. Um, oh yeah. We should really talk about the Brandon Poulternieri situation. Um, who wants to do that one?
2: Uh, okay, so... <laughs> We're all looking at it. It's a little murky. It's a little murky. But uh, Brandon... I think the first sign we had was his girlfriend posted on Instagram that he was leaving for Phoenix. Yeah, always then, follow the
0: player's girlfriends on Instagram. <laughs> and then,
2: yeah. And then the news came out that he was actually in in Phoenix and he was actually playing a game. You know, Literally days after he left um it's kind of weird in that no one's really said neither the club nor the nor brandon himself have actually really said why and what happened
1: yeah
0: um
2: i we i think teo and and johnny tried to get a hold of him and he's always kind of pushed you off to legal representation
1: yeah so i contacted the agent um, who was kind enough to say he would call us uh, but not in time for this recording but basically they're very they're treading very carefully. Uh, Brandon Paltroneri feels treated unjustly by the organization. And no one's really, really sure what's going on at this point. And it, it since it's a legal thing, that's pretty much all we can say about it at this point. Uh we we do know this, that the Fury didn't make any
0: announcement regarding Brandon until three hours before
1: he first stepped on the field for Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also know, I don't know, I, forgot, I didn't listen as, as well as I should, but did we mention the red card that he got against Rochester?
2: No, he got a red card against Rochester. He was. He then set out the Montreal game, which was the last, I guess technically, last preseason game. And I think uh, somebody asked Daglish about it. Am I doing Kendra?
0: Yeah, uh, in the press scrum after the Montreal game, I happened to be there, <laughs> They uh, it was everyone's wondering where Brandon was, and Daglish's eyes just turned to like fire as soon as someone mentioned Brandon's name, and he's like, oh, well, he's a red card, and we have an internal policy that he, you don't play the next game, and we're like, well... We, could still be here like on the bench like the other players that didn't play you know there's guys that were just dressed normal street clothes or whatever he's like no he's not here he's like, that's our, our policy so obviously it was going on then um we find out after the fact that he was already in arizona when the montreal game happened the fc montreal game so kind of a messy situation
1: and definitely a messy situation and a sad situation for the fans just because you know We're we're football romantics, right? Uh, We like the human element in the game, and he's he was a great guy, uh, and he still is a great guy, but he's no longer with the Fury. And you know, he brought us chocolate and café from Costa Rica yeah I, I actually didn't pick it up because i wasn't in town but he did <laughs> tell me he brought it so i believe him and he had an ottawa girl and he was happy and it's it's all a bit tragic the way it unfolded And we wish him the best of luck yeah and uh, just you know for our own protection i'm not going to say anything uh more about it but i think there are some players on the team that that didn't want him there and that The coach probably didn't want him there. Johnny Steele. But anyway, uh, let's move on to some other departures. And
0: just one other thing to add is last night uh, he wasn't in the lineup at all. He wasn't even on the bench. For Arizona? For Arizona when they played Seattle Sounders, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, it sucks. So, uh, Brandon, if you're listening, um, we would love to hear a statement from you as soon as uh, you're clear to speak freely. Um, So another player that got injured, unfortunately, is
2: Kyle Venter. Yeah, uh defender signed uh this off season. Uh is went down. Sounds like a knee. Yeah, They said his timetable for turns about six, eight months. Uh he was at the uh the uh unveiling the kid unveiling the, right? the kid unveiling last night. He was walking and he didn't seem to have any any uh crutches or braces or anything, so yeah, But just- I guess I guess knees are a little weird.
1: So. Yeah, he's probably pre-operation. So once he gets operated on, he probably will have crutches and um, and so on. How old is Venter? He's twenty-seven.
2: Yeah, I think he's around that age. Yeah.
1: yeah, and he's the former LA Galaxy player, right? Is that him? Yeah, he's a very exciting player. Um, in In terms of his performance data, it looks good. And I talked to um, an assistant coach uh, of the PDL uh, who listens to the show, and he he had him on the list. So um yeah, he, he he's going we're gonna miss
0: him. Yeah, so that's we have two injuries so far. And we kinda of have a short roster. We we're kinda of talking about it last night when they're they're showing all the players in the jerseys. And we figured it out there was only one player missing last night actually. Bailey was actually there.
2: So who was the player that was missing guys? Uh, the blessed. Obasi. And of course De Guzman and De Young.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, well, they oh, were away from the there. Team.
2: Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> The Canadian Goose. Uh, happy belated birthday, uh, Julian de Guzman. I know you don't listen to podcasts. You're probably too old for the shit. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, uh, let's talk a little bit about the system itself. Um, so we, we talked about the players, but let's talk about how they play. Obviously, a little bit tough to judge. Ryan, you went to two games um no you went to the one in yeah no no i
0: was halfway to spain by then
1: oh yeah you just went to one i went to that one and got to no. know tim did you go
2: to any games i got i went to that one in Gano.
1: that was it oh yeah so yeah we're piecing it all together and there were no streams really for the, the entire preseason for the most part i think no streams actually no streams no. none so um but from what we have gathered it, it's definitely still a 4-3-3 formation but the big difference is we don't have an out-and-out striker. So, you know, we always had a striker up there with, with uh, Dos Santos. We had a Tommy Heineman or a Vinny Dantes. Some, like a traditional number nine. But now it looks like it's more like a 4-2-4 going forward where, like, anyone can make this run, mm-hmm. which is exciting if it works.
0: It works against lesser competition. We know that. A lot of Indy 11.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't even Indy 11. It I know. It was Indy 11's, they were
0: the... like... Uh, b team wasn't it no that it was, was full team yeah oh poor indy 11
1: <laughs> yeah i know um but yeah and then defensively i think it's going to be more like a uh it, it'll look kind of like a four five one or almost like a four six you know what i mean like because there is no out and out striker so that'll be interesting to see how that works Um, For those of you that that don't really um, follow tactics much, just think like the way Spain played uh, during the World Cups that they won without a striker or the way that Barcelona played before Suarez and Neymar showed up with Messi in the false nine. I think this is sort of the idea, and it's going to be very tough to pull that off at this level with the players we have, but it could happen. Who knows?
0: They're fast.
1: Um, The
0: game in Montreal, I was the transition game and they attack down the middle now where last year we didn't see that at all. Last year, everything was coming off the wings and then into the middle, Uh, a little less safe this year, but uh, Porter was making runs. He would like take the shot on goal and be back to defend before the other team could get the ball to the other end of the field. Like he has lots of speed on this team. Howarth has been used completely differently. He's, he's, attacking straight down the middle and fast that's awesome yeah it's 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 true it's uh it's interesting to see we'll see if it works but um it's definitely uh it's scary the... and exciting at the same time
1: i mean you said that you said it um before we recorded um uh, to me in another conversation like we're going to score a lot of goals the question is just are we going to outscore the opponents yeah, exactly. <laughs> because uh, defensively it's it's somewhat scary i mean if you look at someone like Kyle Porter great going forward but um or even Marcel De Jong he's more of a winger than a, than a left back at times uh, we have a lot of offensive players like a lot of midfield type players that offensive midfield type players um so who's going to keep it all together is it just going to be de guzman and who who's the other holding midfielder at this point? you, stack you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which it's great. Like it's spelled time he gets those minutes and yeah. that time. And De Jong can play as a holding midfielder, so that's one good thing. But we're we're thin on on. And back Bailey line.
1: can do defensive work as well, right? Yeah,
0: Bailey's more the top of the diamond, though.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: Bailey and Bailey, man, does that guy have a touch? And same with Bruno. I
1: know. I'm very excited yeah. about yeah. Bailey.
0: Bailey's touch and Bruna's touch. Wow.
1: Yeah, although Bruna, he's very offensive, right? He's going to do nothing defensively, from what I can tell. Nothing defensively? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He, He's... Some pressuring, but...
0: When he gets the ball, he, he kind of looks like the Guzman, the way he protects the ball. He's not okay. turning it over easy. Great body positioning. Uh, amazing control. Probably the most skilled player
2: I've seen on the Fury so far.
1: Either way, um, sorry, Block. Yeah, that I'm saying no. it's
2: gonna be really exciting. Like Ryan said, they're not faster. The defensive uh, wingers are moving up forward, but it's gonna be one of those years that, like, all the pressure kind of defensively is gonna be on Alves and Pizer now, and it's gonna be kind of really up to how well they play, to how well the Fury do. Because I think we're, I think we can score a lot of goals it's just preseason we did score a lot of goals but it's they seem to be playing a lot of uh, a system that will produce goals but you're going to give up chances and I think Alves whoever the center back is going to be is going to be Timbo or or whoever it is and then Piser at the back is going to really have to prove his keeper of the year for last year
0: yeah and Piser is doing some crazy like sweeper type
1: stuff
2: <laughs> like he was like yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he was coming out of the box a lot
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: which which was strange. Sort of
1: inspired case. by Noya or something. Like he he wants to be a, reinvent himself and be a modern keeper with a, <laughs> his tender age. Yeah,
0: he's almost like another another fullback up there. <laughs> it was very strange.
1: Either way, on the pitch, it, it doesn't look like it's gonna be boring at all. It's not gonna be um, a lot of zero zeros like the last spring season or one zeros. Um, I think it's gonna be lots of goals on, on both ends, which is great for the fans for those that want to see goals. Um, Guys, uh, this is going to be a long pod, um, so I think everyone's going to need a break at this point. So let's take one, and then we're going to go through the uh, preseason in a little bit more detail, and uh, we'll provide uh, some of Kendra's audio
2: that she gathered. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, and don't forget to rate us.
1: All right, it's getting rather late here and I'm jet lagged, but let's continue. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> You're like a ball of fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so the very first preseason game that we watched was Ottawa Fury against Fury Academy. It was out at the Dome. What's the name of the Dome, Blocksmith, or Ryan?
0: Bashad um, Bial. Uh, yeah. I just say it like that.
1: Yeah, it's on the on the Quebec side. Uh, it's quite a drive to get to, but once you're there, it's actually a really nice facility. Got a bunch of um, ice rinks in there, proper Tim Hortons or something like that. I think it's just a concession.
2: <laughs> Sells beer at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it
1: does. yeah that's true. Yeah,
0: I remember that from last year.
1: Um, yeah, the match was quite sloppy. I think not a single goal was scored. And it was a bit odd because it, it wasn't a real 90-minute game. It was 12-minute instances.
2: Yeah, it was only like 6-12 minute periods I guess you'd call it.
1: Nevertheless, it was kind of exciting because we did see all these players for the very first time. So Bailey stood out to me, Um, his touch, um, he he hit the crossbar a few times, his vision. Um, That's the first time I got excited about him. I heard uh,
0: the players weren't really talking the first bit the first half and then the second half of the scrimmage, they're actually talking to each other.
1: Well, if you mean the Steele and Paul Drunieri incident, <laughs> that's what you're referring to. Oh, no, I, no, tell no, me about st- it. Steele was just yelling at, at Paul Drunieri, like constantly. And, you know, when you watch a match in a dome and there is an atmosphere and stuff like that, you can hear the players talk. Yeah. And he was just, you know, to say directly shitting on him, like constantly.
0: Well, okay, that's why you made that comment earlier in the podcast.
1: Yeah, it's it's just okay. an instinct that I have. And let's talk about this a bit more. Like I don't wanna frame Johnny Steele as a as a bad person or anything like that. That's not my intention, but he, he seems to be the coach's pet a little bit. Like he's he's Really from one game? Like one Like he he's quoted in saying he was gonna quit soccer and Dougleash brought him back. Gave him a chance when no one else would. Yeah. I read that, yeah. So, and, you know, they have a similar cultural upbringing, and they got the, you know, Protestant sort of Northern Irish thing going. Okay. Yeah, he was he was
0: pretty quiet in the Montreal game. He, he was, like, in, you know, he was effective and stuff. He didn't really stand out, but he was quiet. I was expecting this really intense, crazy, yelly guy, because I heard about stuff from the first game. But the last game in Montreal, he was just quiet and sync, you know, the odd, like, here, you know, like, positioning kind of thing. But nothing, nothing aggressive.
1: All right. So before we talk about the FC Montreal game in more detail, let's talk about uh, the TFC2 versus Ottawa Fury match on February 26th. Yeah, so no one
2: saw this game. Because <laughs> it wasn't, like public wasn't invited. But apparently Bruno scored from a PK. And Chin scored in uh, additional time, so they and won two one in yeah. the end. Yeah, Bruno has been taking a lot of the
1: corners and free kicks
2: too. Yeah, it seems that like they found their penalty kick taker this year in Bruno.
1: That's awesome. I hope he just doesn't do like the what is it called the palenka, P- Paklenka? the thing, the chip in the middle. The... Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the keeper sta- stays just stands <laughs> in the middle. Yeah, uh, he's he's a smart kid. Yeah, he seems awesome so far. Uh, and then we beat Indy, as usual, uh, 3-0 in Arizona. <laughs> wow. Poor Indy. No matter what they do, even when they take three of our players, they they still suck.
0: <laughs> well, they've already dropped three players that they've signed already. <laughs> like, they didn't make it through the preseason. Yeah, it's sad. And And the coach went on a tirade. Yeah internal problems already yeah oh yeah indies indies look, i wish they had a reality tv show for that team this year
1: and again this match was not streamed um so we only know what happened uh, through social media and this was also the game where diego um got injured eh? and he scored oh he scored that match yeah
2: so he scored one goal for the fury
1: yeah that's that's a shame um, and then we killed Real Salt Lake Academy and anything else would have been horrible. But uh, we beat them
0: 4-0. Yeah, that's, that, that was the expected result. And, and this is when we started seeing Haworth, you know, he's scoring goals like mad now. I think he's got four, four goals himself or three goals himself. So
1: That's so good to see because, you know, for those that don't remember, like he played for Ottawa Fury in the PDL. And he was on fire in that, comp- in that league. Um, and we were very excited to hear that he, w- he would go to the professional side.
0: Yeah, an original player for, for the professional side. One of two or three.
1: Yep. And, um, oh yeah, let's talk about the Rochester Rhinos. They're sort of our preseason buddies now. It's the third year in a row that we played them. Yeah, we didn't play Syracuse this year. What's going on? There? We broke the tradition, uh, but uh, not too many people made the trip. I don't know if anyone did this time around. Um, not that I know of. I know Rochester was up
0: in the game, and it was like a last, last moment kind of thing. The Fury tied it.
1: Well, what we should say it's it's kind of a miracle that they're still around because their owners um, went away and. It was only last minute that they found a new ownership group, uh, some prominent family in that area and who brought them back to life. Yeah,
0: the owners didn't really go away. The USL took over ownership of the team because they didn't like what the ownership group was doing. And apparently there wasn't payments made on time and things like that. And they are the champions of the USL last year. I'm trying to avoid lawsuits here. And
1: (laughs) here you are again.
0: What? No, that's just it, no. That's all. It's all been
2: written. It's, no, I know. I'm just joking. Yeah,
0: but it'd, it'd be nice. It's too bad. I thought it might
2: be an opportunity for Rochester
0: to look for a new home. But
2: yeah, uh, Palos scored this game. It was his uh, uh, third game in a row scoring, and it's nice to see. Having uh, missed, I think at least one or two games for a visa issue, uh, and it was another game that was kind of a weird structure where they played four thirty-minute quarters.
0: Does anyone know this was the game that Paul Trinari got the red card? Yeah. Does anyone know what he got the red card for? I don't know, like, or the situation.
2: No happened? one saw it. From what I gather, was there, and I don't think even the Twitter account even mentioned it.
0: Okay, if if you're out there and you want to let us know, like, a, you know, like just make a hotmail account if you want to do it anonymously or whatever. Send it to uh, ours is the Fury podcast at gmail dot com, and we're just kind of curious, like, what 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 happened that day at that uh, preseason game that there was no media or no streaming so
1: absolutely now a game that you guys were able to watch was the uh, FC Montreal versus Ottawa Fury FC game Um, just a reminder FC Montreal is the USL affiliate of Montreal Impact so it's basically a development side like a third division pretty young team yeah
0: yeah pretty talented team though but they're definitely younger than the Fury
1: so what was that like going to Montreal and I think Kendra was there as well uh, the last time we were in the Big O was for uh, the Champions
0: League final. Oh, I remember S- that day. Sold out crazy 50-some thousand, 60,000 people. And to walk in with 20 other people <laughs> and sit wherever you want and like or stand behind the bench. <laughs> you
1: know? No soggy hot dogs, I gather. No hot dogs, <laughs> no. Uh,
0: but yeah, they got, they got new turf in there. It's beautiful. It's actually the same turf that uh, Oklahoma just installed. Uh, and, and they had the little squares and boxes on the side of the pitch and it's like it looks and feels like grass It really does. So yeah, I think we're getting close to the era where you can't complain too much about the turf But yeah, it was, it was surreal being in that old building with nobody in it and just hearing the players Talk to each other while playing
1: and the game ended 3-1 for the fury and um, did they dominate the whole match? Yeah the first half,
0: uh, FC Montreal barely touched the ball. The first half, uh, second when they did get a touch, of course it had to be our former player uh, Gagnon Lapaire. He he got the goal. It was it was just <laughs> a bad. He's just
1: killing us. Yeah, he
0: yeah he killed us in the final too. <laughs> um, and there was actually I don't know I didn't put it in the notes, but if you check our Twitter feed, there's a player from Gatineau that plays on FC Gatineau or FC Montreal. And a former FC got system player. And uh, he was probably the second best player on the pitch for them. So it was really nice uh, seeing some local content. Maybe someone that could play for the Fury in the future. Uh, retweeted about him when we live tweeted the game. So.
1: so after the game, uh, Kendra did what she does best. She went and interviewed um, some players. Um, so we'll play that next for you. So um, she interviewed Julian de Guzman, Bruna, Bailey, Marcel de Jong, and of course, our coach.
3: What are the different strengths that you're seeing this year versus last year? Uh, This year you could see um, there's a lot more tactics involved. and uh, and the structure of the team, uh, you can see it's it's very it's really solid when you when you go when you're attacking. Um, I don't know if you noticed in the first 30 minutes the way we were attacking and the amount of chances we created. Um, that's uh, something we never really had, you know, uh, last season. Uh, last season we struggled to score goals in the spring season. Uh, we struggled to create chances, and uh, in this case, it's it's opposite. You know, you want to start the season off with a you know with an attacking mindset, and um, I think. Uh, uh, you know, so far, it's, it's proven its uh, its, its results in, in the last games. Mm-hmm. And as captain, what are your goals for the team this year? No, I mean, to, to be uh, the leader that I am. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not your typical leader that is uh, out there screaming and yelling, mm-hmm. you know, off the pitch. And But, I mean, more really understanding what the coach wants and, uh, you know, relaying it to the rest of the guys. And um, uh, it's no different than what I've been doing for the national team as well, uh, just uh, making sure everyone's on the same page. And, uh, and, I mean, at the end of the day, each individual brings uh, their own leadership uh, uh, which is important to a team. Are you available for the April 3rd game in New York? Yeah, I, I, I believe so. I mean, with the amount of time uh, that the we travel, have, travel between, miles, I, mean, yeah. I think initially the game was set for Saturday, but now it's been pushed for Sunday, yeah. so yeah. you know, it gives me an extra day to uh, recover <laughs> and uh, prepare. How have you personally progressed in this preseason, and what are you working on?
2: Uh, I'm feeling a lot fitter now (laughs) than when when the
1: season started. And um, My progression, you know, I think
3: uh, it it was a new position for me. Uh, I'm just trying to to do my best, you know, for, for the team and to try to do as best as I can what the manager wants me to do. And In terms of fitness and all that, I'm feeling good, you know, I'm feeling a lot better. How do you feel the progression has been from the beginning until now? I think it's gone really well, very smooth. But like I said, we're we're a new team coming together, new formation, and it's just a learning process. And obviously, listening and taking into what the gaffer's been saying, and hopefully, we've done that. As you can see today, we still, like I said, we always have to keep working and improving. But today, we got the win, and that's the main thing. How do you feel that the team and yourself have progressed through the preseason? Yeah, I think. uh, Today was a was a good uh, good, not a good game for us. Uh, still undefeated,
1: so that's uh, that's good. I mean, um, this is my I think the third or fourth
3: fourth game. I'm not sure, but I mean, uh, every game was better, and uh, we keep keep growing. And uh, so, uh, hopefully, uh, in uh, in two weeks, we're ready uh, for the first game. Are you doing anything special to prepare for the New York game, um, or anything that you're focusing on for that? Just to keep improving. We you know, the, the one thing is is like New York, I think uh, you know, I want them to you know, I want them to worry about us, you know, more so than we worry about them. Um don't they're not really a concern of mine at this moment in time. Um the only players that are a concern of mine at this moment in time are our players and we're gonna get them in the best shape possible to, to win that game.
2: All right, sum up the uh the preseason, which was uh Sadly enough, probably the hardest competition they've had in the preseason in their history. It's true, eh? They played Indy. Yeah, they actually played a real professional team. So, uh, yeah. 15 goals scored, 5 goals conceded. It's preseason, so take that with a grain of salt. That's 300% more goals than the competition.
1: (laughs) But what I will say is that while it was super... Pessimistic about the team uh, Mm -hmm. in the beginning, Uh, yeah, Koopa. Yeah, I do have to apologize to some people at OSEC because I was freaking out, or maybe, maybe because I freaked out, they turned it around. (laughs) That pressure,
0: Uh, you know, I think it's important to put pressure on on sports organizations to perform, right? Like we've seen. Like, let's just quickly talk about hockey. Not one NHL team. In Canada, it's made the playoffs, and the pressure is not like it used to be for those teams, and that's gonna help the Canadian soccer teams quite a bit this year.
1: You can't have a Canadian soccer podcast with at least one hockey reference. Yeah, here. yeah,
2: <laughs> from the Black Hole. <laughs> yeah, so if we look at uh, kind of the preseason as a whole, uh players like Palo Junior, Hayworth, we mentioned, Bruno Chin, all having really good. Scoring wise, anyway, good preseasons. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's really not. Hard. It's really hard to say because we, I only saw one game, but, I mean, preseason wise, pretty positive. I think, with Vered replacing Diego, we won't see Diego back. So then there's only one injured. So I think it's the most healthy we've been coming out of a preseason in the last couple of years.
0: How many Which players have Training's not
2: done, and that's where most of the injuries happen. But.
0: You take away the keepers, what do we got, 15 players? 15,
2: 16 healthy
1: players, so they're going to be supplemented by academy guys. They have to be. Yeah,
0: unless we see some transfers midseason.
1: Yeah, and we might see some going away, and that means we'll probably see some coming in. Sound exciting year. For sure, but uh, that pretty much puts an end to preseason stuff. Uh, after the break... We'll talk about present stuff coming up. The NASL is finally rolling back. 2016 season, lots of stuff to talk about. TV contracts, uh, Ottawa Fury-related things. Stay tuned.
3: We can also be found on Midfield Press, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud.
1: welcome back everyone so let's talk about the big event that happened at wednesday night the uh uh unveiling of the uh sponsor the shirt sponsor the new jerseys that kind of stuff how was that guys It
2: was good it was fun um sponsor was uh, kind of unknown it was chartwells
0: and you obviously haven't ate at a university cafeteria in the last 10 years i have not but or
3: you've been a pr- or prison, a prison. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I've,
1: I've ate it both
0: recently and uh, yeah it's great food
1: okay positives first Adidas is on board for the shirt sponsors but we already knew that but in terms of the sponsor prominently placed on the kit it's Chartwells now if you don't know who they are that's because nobody really knew who they are is there a new pub in the market? <laughs> no no more pubs no more local pubs no bridgehead this is way bigger They're part of something called the Compats Group. That's the largest contract food service company in the world. And they operate in over 50 countries. So you may know Aramark. They own that. Uh, And they own a whole bunch of other properties. So they're very big. Okay, they're rich. We get it. (laughs) They're very corporate and very rich. And while they deal with nutrition...
0: Their food may not be very nutritious. So this isn't like a $50,000 shirt sponsor. This is like, this is some good money for the Fury, hopefully.
1: Yep. Uh, So that's the positive interpretation. So let's just leave it at that because we're trying to avoid lawsuits. That's the theme.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's like your thing tonight. Oh,
1: don't worry. Don't worry. We'll get it. We'll get one. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um,
2: What do you guys think of the kits? Um... Yeah, very cookie cutter, very safe, I would say. I do like the white one better than the red one. The red one's a weird tone of red. Yeah, it's really faded. It's kind of
1: pinkish red. So yeah, the the home jersey, the red one is kind of boring, but it's not horrible looking. It's not ugly. It's just it's just a kit. Like It looks like any other kit you've seen. I like the Fury Flame on the mm-hmm. side, on the bottom side.
0: I actually like that. When I first heard about it, I was like, oh, that sounds tacky. But when you see it, it actually mm-hmm. looks pretty cool.
1: And um, the awake kit is quite polarizing. I happen to be in the negative camp for that one. I, I just, there's, it's weird. I, I don't know. I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, so I, it's a matter of taste. So. I think it looks better as a kit with the shorts. And the yeah, clothes.
0: the black shorts and the black socks. Yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, hopefully um, Adidas will be better in terms of distributing the thing and than Ad- Admiral was. It was kind of a nightmare.
2: Well, not so far, because they didn't have any for sale. And I think mid-April is when they're saying they might have them available. Yeah. So.
1: But it's a really short off-season, you know. They couldn't have possibly gotten this ready. Oh, oh wait. It's the NESL, and it's like five months. <laughs> well...
0: <laughs> What's nice about Adidas is uh, it's every soccer shop pretty much carries Adidas. Admiral was very hit and miss. I remember going into shops and asking, "Oh, do you carry Admiral?" And they're like, "No, no. We only carry Adidas, bro." So, it's uh you'll you're going to see it. You're going to find it in shops. Um that new red kit next to an Impact kit, TFC kit in a store. I don't know which one's look better if you're like someone that's just looking at shirts, that's something to think about maybe for future. But uh, just want to put the rumor out there now. It might be a rumor. It might be true. Uh, there's a third kit coming this year.
1: That's good because I actually really like the third kit they came up with last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's very red blackish, but uh, I still I still kind of like it. I would like a all black third yes. kit.
0: Um, and there's other teams that are all black in the league like the new Fort Lauderdale kits, but an all-black third kit with white stripes, Adidas. Ooh, Mm. beauty.
1: Anyway, so do check this out, because it's a little bit hard to convey uh, jerseys on an audio (laughs) medium. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to throw a trivia question out there to you guys. Name a team in the NESL that does not have an ex-Ottawa Fury player on it right now.
2: Edmonton.
0: New York. Two teams.
1: That's it, right? I think so. Um, because Puerto Rico S- just enough Deltas, Rio? Well, oh, they're yeah, yeah, set to play. Here. Th- that's true. Is okay, there's four. <laughs> okay, but I, I, I should have specified. I meant the ones that are gonna play in 2016. <laughs> so, no Deltas. <laughs> um, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> they're not playing in 2016. Anyway, um, Oliver Minatel and Ramon Soria, alias The Lawyer. Ramon... Uh they're, they joined Puerto Rico FC, and uh, they are set to start in the fall. Um, a lot of broadcast partnerships um, going on in the NASL in generally, but the Ottawa Fury have yet to announce how that affects Fury fans. So at the time of recording, we don't know, um, although you guys will probably know on april 1st (laughs) on april fool's day (laughs) should we believe it or not well
0: uh blogsmith and i and you we're guessing what's going on and i think it's pretty accurate guess that all the games are going to be streamed from the fury website again this year from a fury perspective except for maybe four or five that are going to be shown on bn sports
1: so what we do know um, from the communications department of the fury is that all the games will be available on TV, radio, and live stream, and there are rumors that are fairly solid that Rogers is still involved, so they'll probably still have home and away games, except the games that are covered by Bean TV and One World.
0: So what about and One World? Sports. So the game this weekend against One World Sports. Or against One World. We're playing One World Sports this week against the Cosmos this weekend.
1: We are recording late, so that's why we're a little out of it. It's
0: 2 (laughs) a.m. But the game against the Cosmos is Sunday. Well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow if that's going to be on local television or
2: not. So One World Sports has said that any game that they carry, that NASL will be able to be streamed off their site and it won't be behind a paywall or it won't be geo-blocked.
0: So, you can watch it in Canada. Well, it won't be geo blocked for Canada or the Americas. Yes. So, if you're listening in Europe. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: since we're on the topic of, of TV broadcasting, Blocksmith, can you just sum up for us all the different. <laughs> I mean, we're going to need a Venn diagram to understand where to watch what, but just mention like all it's the. It's a good th- problem to have. It is. So, all the different providers out there, US and Canada, like what's going on?
2: Officially, One World Sports covers all of the New York Cosmos games we will have a game of the week like we just said it'll be available to stream to anyone and they're doing like a highlight show again this year yeah which probably won't be available it'll be on ESPN 3 this year for people in the states we don't get that TSN Go I have not heard anything official I've heard nothing about TSN Go TSN Go had them last year but dropped it halfway through the season I don't. I never use that, so I don't know. Uh, being sports, which is a big, uh, they show a lot of uh, La Liga, a lot of La Liga, League One, Serie A, and the English Championship. Yeah, Very- if I
1: remember it correctly, I think that they're going to show the Clásico, Real Madrid against Barcelona, and after is going to be an NASL game, and uh, not just any NASL game, but the Florida Clásico, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Miami's first game. Yeah, uh, they're they're traveling all the way to Fort Lauderdale. And, yeah, so Strikers and Miami FC. And there's BN. probably
1: a name for this derby already called the uh, the Ocean Cup <laughs> or something along those lines.
0: Yeah, who knows? The this...
1: at-Florida-Man
0: Cup. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they, if you can actually see the one stadium from the other stadium Ooh. if you, like, got up high enough.
1: Yeah, but not a very mountainous area, eh? Yeah. Uh,
2: so, no yeah. CN Tower either. No. So in is a very big, a big get for NESL. It's Huge. a lot of it's huge so, it's very soccer specific and it is a pay channel but a lot of people do have it who do, do like the sports and on a, a local note the fury will be in an indie and that will be the week two match up on BN sports nice
1: yeah on that note like don't be afraid to pay for content like if you want this game to grow in canada don't expect everything to be free um Personally, I I already subscribed to Bean TV and I was just about to get rid of it because I'm not that interested in the products that they do carry. But now that they carry NESL, I'm one of those few people that is actually going to keep it because of that. Yeah,
0: and you don't even need cable. Like I I subscribe, I do the online subscription and it is, it's kind of costly. It's $20 a month, but I get like Saturday, like the weekends, it's just nonstop soccer. And there's like five, five to eight channels of soccer happening at once. So you kind of pick and choose the games you want to see, and
2: it's great. It's really like two beers at TD Place. <laughs> yeah. Instead of buying two beers at TD Place, sneak two beers in,
3: <laughs> and it's mostly paid for.
2: <laughs> that's, that's a good way to look at it, and
0: you can uh, you can support the club that way too. And that they get a lot of people buying these these uh, subscriptions. Mm-hmm. It it helps the NHL and it helps your local team.
2: Yeah. So be in sports just to kind of close this off. They'll show. At least thirty-four matches they might show more. Um again, was it yesterday or whatever this week? Uh NSL is now partnered with CBS Sports Network. And yes. they will broadcast twelve matches starting in the fall season. There'll be no there'll be no Fury matches or no Fury matches scheduled. And uh as per Neil Morse who if you're not following Neil Morris, you better do that. No. As uh, reported, the NASL will be paying uh, CBS for this. just not uh, crazy, because the MLS paid for broadcasting for their first nine years of existence. So they probably still good, are. It's just like good exposure. Cases. Uh,
1: another thing the NASL is paying for uh, is this, uh, targeting the Spanish-based uh, population. With, um, basically, I think they partnered with AS.com. Um, to pro- provide some content uh, to the large latin american population of the states so that's another smart move uh, it seems like the league is on a roll a lot of good things happening yeah. in as the, in has a huge presence in spain as well like
0: in, in europe too so uh, NSL 's kind of winning europe
1: yeah like i'm not big into the whole N E S L versus mls thing but they're kind of winning europe well, the MLS is currently shown on Eurosport in Europe, so every every country has the MLS on, on TV. So they're not doing too shabby either. Yeah. Um, it's good for the game. Like uh, I don't like this narrative MLS versus NASL either, but both of them are, you know, getting a foothold in Europe and Europe is starting to pay more attention to us over here, yeah, which can only be a good thing.
0: And Europe's starting to understand that the difference between the galaxy and the cosmos and the leagues they play in and how the systems work so that's nice to see
2: yeah and uh kind of buried in all this broadcast news is that we're going to have a new team starting in 2017.
1: oh you mean the san francisco deltas yeah well we're it's gonna... not really <laughs>
2: a surprise to anyone no, 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 i'm surprised but it's official
0: so. yeah yeah there's some what's interesting about this besides they're playing right in san francisco which is amazing that they pulled that off, is is the money behind this team, and there's no salary cap, all that. Like, think of the players that they could bring in. Like, we're start, we're talking like like venture capital money. We're talking people that are like high up in Facebook and Twitter that are all part owners of this team. So this could be like a like a LAFC kind of situation where, well, but without a salary cap. Like they could bring in many, many high-profile players, not just two or three.
1: I mean, this is really a competitive advantage for the NASL, as you mentioned earlier, Ryan, um, because the big investors they don't they want as much control as possible, so they don't really like the MLS model. So, if the NA- NASL can scoop in and get some of the rich people on board, the the one percent we keep on hearing about, <laughs> you know, that's good for the game Even in the, the long run. The three percent,
0: no. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like now we we have markets like we're talking about Chicago like i told someone hey we're playing Miami in our home opener and they're like miami <laughs> you know and san francisco like it looks a lot better than than you know fc edmonton and uh you know fc edmonton and jacksonville and then some people are like where's jacksonville so it's it's
2: the league's looking up yeah it's good it uh, fulfills the you sf policy of having a your division two in a western time zone so it fulfills that which is good hopefully they can get uh, another team perhaps in uh, southern california or somewhere else close by to get them a, a rival
0: yeah people were joking about oakland that that's a pretty close <laughs> rival <laughs>
1: um but yeah if you want to learn more about the NASL, i just want to throw it out there that the sports podcasting network that also volunteers to, to host us it has a show called the NASL nightcap with our friend Theo Gauthier. Um, it's a weekly podcast, it's been very active in the off season. So once you're done listening to every single hours is the fury episode, <laughs> go ahead and listen to those. And they're great. Um, but we do have a few more NASL, uh, centric things, uh, we should uh, go through. And some of those are just the, the big signings. So, out of the big three we have in our document here um, not mention the document
0: no no not that it's, uh, don't make me try to pronounce some of these names
1: oh uh, ok um, I'm going to talk about Juan Arango um, people might know him from Liga MX but I know him as a legend of the Bundesliga he, he played for Borussia Mönchengladbach he scored some ridiculous goals in his time there he has one of the best left foot shots in the world he can score from anywhere. I'm extremely excited to see him. For for me, he is the most exciting signing out of the, the big three. Um, Who did he sign with? Um, the Cosmos. Oh, of course.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: what about you, Tim? Uh, what's what's your biggest uh, signing?
2: Biggest signing would be from uh, Rayo OKC, uh, Giorgio Samaras. Yeah. Uh,
1: I can't believe they got him.
2: It's crazy. 31, he's still still only 31. He has 81 inter- international cast for Greece. Um he was training with the Cosmos last year. So it was kind of a perhaps a little coup by OKC. Um most notably played for Celtic Glasgow. Has played for Man City and here in vain. Um yeah, big big get. And I mean, this is months away from Rayo O.K.C. not having a team, they're being kind of laughed at as the really the bad the bad expansion team. They don't have their shit together. The, they can't the get Chivas to of right. the NESL. Yeah. We already and, had our Chivas. And Crystal Palace. Rayo O.K.C. it's tough to say now and we'll see later, but they look like they wanna be the new New York Cosmos at the NSL.
1: Yeah, Samaras. I had the opportunity to watch live once, actually, in the Sky Dome, Of all places, it was one of those boring preseason friendlies that they have sometimes. It was
0: no more, no more football in the Sky Dome.
1: Uh, Yeah, I know. Um, well, that's a topic for for TFC fans, and uh, um, we laugh at them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just you know, no more PSG versus Inter or anything like that in Skydome. Dome. It just yeah. can't be done anymore.
1: Yeah. Anyway, when it was a- able to be done. Um, I think it was Celtic against Man United. Um, and Samaras, of course, played for, for Celtic, and he was really good then. And I th- I'm sure he's, he still has enough left in the tank. Exciting to see him. And there's one other player, um, and Ryan, you, you asked me not to ask you to pronounce exactly, this guy. Yep, so please. I'm going to pronounce him for you. Thank you. Nico Granchar. <laughs> I'm just making it up, man. <laughs> it, could be, it could be the way it's pronounced, but what can you tell us about him? Ah,
0: I played for the Croatian national team, uh, 81 caps. That's Julian de Guzman numbers for caps.
2: So that's, that's exactly Giorgio Samara's caps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oddly yeah. enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so he's only 31 years old, which is... Uh, you know, we make fun of the Cosmos. He's probably one of the oldest players on the Cosmos this year. Uh, our average age, the Ottawa Furies' average age, is higher than the New York Cosmos' average age this year. We're, we're on the top half of the older teams which isn't very old i think we're like at 27.1 and our youngest player is injured diego so
1: i guess you also saw that graphic today on twitter by that guy that does all the excellent nasl graphics which Uh, is
0: great but he needs to update the rosters um there's a lot of players that that aren't (laughs) aren't playing for those teams anymore so but yeah it's a great graphic and
1: um speaking about rosters we should throw out there um that there is a fantasy league for the nasl this year uh, Glow's Pools um, yeah hopefully it's not too late to sign up you should track that no down. I think the deadline is, is, is um, April 2nd in the morning or something like that but uh, it, okay. it's going to be a lot of fun and it's a way to learn the league um, so this is again done by the guy that does the NASL nightcap Tio you, um, Pick
0: Shriver, Brian Shriver
1: <laughs> you say that every year right? and I'm right every year yeah, I know <laughs> Uh, But he always flies under the radar for some reason. Um, But yeah, that pretty much sums it up uh, in terms of NASL-centric stuff. Um, Let's go right into listener questions here. Um, This week, what did we ask, Blocksmith?
2: We asked, give us your bold, crazy, and or unpopular predictions for the 2016 Ottawa Fury or NASL.
1: So Namu Yoon uh, is back, and he says that Gary Neville is hired by the Deltas as their first manager. Oh. <laughs> so we can continue watching it on Bean TV. <laughs> and Matt Baffia is back too.
0: Yeah. People are still paying attention. Thanks. Like, like, sincerely, thank you. That's pretty awesome that we've had like, the same, same listeners for over three years now. Uh, Ottawa makes the V Cup finals. I love this. I love that.
2: Matt Baffia is good. Man after my heart. Um, and Darren in
1: Ottawa, another very regular listener, says one of the big three, uh Newark Cosmos, Minnesota, or OKC, will miss the playoffs. He also thinks that some NASL teams will go deep in the U.S. Open Cup.
0: I don't think we we're going to see a, a sweep by USL teams like we did last year. Uh, that was That's not going to happen again. <laughs> But I don't know. A top, I say top eight for NESL team in the U.S. Open Cup for sure.
1: Well, top Minnesota eight. United looks very competitive. Like, they can beat any team in the MLS.
0: I, I, we did our predictions, right? Probably. Minnesota.
1: Minnesota's...
0: I think people are overestimating the Cosmos. Mm-hmm. But,
2: yeah, Minnesota's probably the strongest team on paper right now. And Matt Hawkins answers... New York Cosmos, Rayo, Minnesota in third. Everyone should play them to tie. Who will be the unexpected star of the fury?
1: Oh, that's a question for us, isn't it?
0: Uh, Unexpected star of the fury. I'm going with Halworth.
1: Yeah, that's a a good bet. Uh, I mean, the way it's worded unexpected, I mean, we can expect Bruna and and Bailey to... Step up. Step up uh, big for sure, but I think those players are going to be the most exciting to watch. And bloggy, what do you think?
2: Unexpected. It's kind of hard to say unexpected because <laughs> we haven't seen it. most of these players. He worth a good pick. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I think Junior might play a much bigger role. Yeah, he's I gonna think be Junior's used. gonna be one of the better players.
0: He's gonna be used better this year for sure.
2: I don't think I don't think uh, that form we saw him in at the end of 2015 is his mountain. I think he's just gonna keep going.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. It's still going up.
1: So Martin Bird, one of our favorite listeners, seems to remember that you can also ask us questions. Um, so what did he ask us, Ryan? He said, any details on Venter's knee
0: injury? We out, covered it. Out six to eight months, but took part in the kit unveiling, yes. Dirt on Pulsionary going, linked to Red Card. Yeah, hmm. we've
1: covered all these things pretty thoroughly. Uh, but good to, to have you back, Martin. Um, We're gonna find out more about Pultrinary though. This this story isn't done, right? No, I'm communicating with the agent, and you know, because of it being a legal issue at this point, you don't want to say too much. Problem. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, that's, that's why you're thing. all crazy about that stuff. Yep. Um, in terms of uh, this NASL season starting, we should run through the matches at this point.
0: NASL. Spring season, week one.
2: Minnesota, playing Carolina. <laughs> Fort Lauderdale will play Miami for the first time. Ooh, NASL, the maybe Nesta will play. Maybe. Uh, Tampa Bay will face Indy 11. Three points, Tampa. There you go. And Rio KC will open up their NASL history against Edmonton. Six points, Rail.
1: <laughs> I assume that game is not going to be in Edmonton this it, time of year.
0: No, it's... Their new, beautiful pitch. There are no football lines.
1: But we are forgetting the most important one. Let's get into the preview. We are playing against the Cosmos again. Uh, So (sighs) sick of this team. (laughs) I know. I hate them.
0: (laughs) I actually hate them. Like, hate them. Hate them. Like, (laughs) see their jerseys and get
2: angry. So we should say it is a rematch of the soccer ball. Everyone knows. But it's not really. Where we lost. (laughs) Um, Kind of a lot of... Well, a lot of changes for us and a lot of changes for them. Uh, most notably, Senna, Raúl, and uh, Celerino, who scored three against us in the final. We were not Won't be not ahead. too sad to see him not play this this week. Uh, Cosmos kind of um, kind of with a sketchy preseason, like not very kind of the same length as the Fury. They played they played an MLS team, but they played a USL team. Um,
1: let's not forget they went to Cuba. No. That was... Cu- no? When was that? That was last year. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to think it's mixed up. You went to Cuba last year, too. No, I
0: didn't. No, see, now I'm mixed up. And I also <laughs> didn't go to Cuba.
1: But yeah. Barack losses.
2: Obama went to Cuba. Four wins, two losses. <laughs> they lost to Charleston Batteries. To the USL. They played a team from the Armenian Premier League. Who I will not even remotely try to pronounce. Um... But, oh, Ararat! Oh, yeah. I actually know that team. But, you know, they still got a lot, a lot of good players. Uh, Jimmy Mauer is probably the second-best keeper in the league behind uh, Pizer, of course. Lucky Cosana always seems to murder the fury. He's still
0: on that team, eh?
2: Yeah. Yikes. Crancher might not be his old self, but he's still uh, very valuable to the team. But I, they've had a really quiet off season, and I don't... I a lot of a lot of predictions are coming. The New York Cosmos are going to be top of the league, and I I don't understand it because I don't think they have the team they did last year. Maybe I'm completely missing something, but I don't think
1: I'm hoping that they had a really crappy offseason because they're busy searching for real estate to get a proper stadium. <laughs> because I don't ever want to go back to New York and go to Hofstra Stadium again.
0: Long Island's so nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, really nice. <laughs> The last
0: time anyone built
1: anything was like 1983. They have bridges on the highway that buses can't go under. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. So they have the same manager, right, in New York? Yeah. So that's one thing I think it's kind of Mm. new for (laughs) NESL teams. I think how many, like, there's a lot of manager turnover this year, like five or so,
1: Yeah, half the
0: league almost. So that's not that's going to be an advantage for them, I think.
1: Kronsteiner never popped up
0: anywhere,
2: eh?
1: Nope. Günther, Oh.
2: Yeah. So the Fury will be without, of course, Diego, who, for all intents and purposes, won't be playing for the Fury this year. Vettner, of course. I believe Obasi is out until at least April 15th. He's still playing for Baltimore. They're in the finals. Of the major it's indoor, indoor soccer, indoor it's not really. Vinny Dantas
1: still going strong.
2: Vinny Dantas, I uh, believe. Hey, it's Donatelli. Donatelli had two assists mm-hmm. in there. Did you watch the game? Semi, no. How's his hair? In a semifinal. <laughs> it's short now. What? So he's still with the Baltimore Blast. Uh, Julian de Guzman, Marcel Dion will be back from Mexico. Well, we should probably uh, we'll know by game time if they're they're fit enough to play, but I imagine they will be.
0: Yeah, they will be. 90 you think
2: not the guzman yeah yeah the young um fury have have a terrible record against the cosmos overall with a win five losses and a draw but the last time we played in the as an naso team it wasn't the final we did beat them 4-1 in new york which i'm sure anyone who watched it still remembers that game mm-hmm. that was
1: a good game
2: yeah,
0: it's, still, it's a public holiday, I think, in Ottawa.
2: <laughs> the
0: anniversary of that game.
2: It'll be on One World Sports, at least we know that. We don't know on the Fury, we'll know that tomorrow, if, if you don't already know that. <laughs> as you're listening to this. <laughs> the, but you'll be the able power to... power of podcasting. You'll be able to stream it on One World Sports, as well be
1: <laughs> Someone really needs to make this Venn diagram for Canadians, like, how to watch the games, you know... It's just so complicated now with so many different broadcast partners.
0: Yeah, you know, the NASL website has been putting the broadcast partners next to the games. I noticed that today. So,
1: Also, what I use like for European soccer and stuff is a website called LiveSoccerTV.com. Okay. And they just show you in whatever country you're in what matches are shown and which channels. So I'm hoping that they'll do that for the NASL as well.
2: Okay, cool. Um, also, as of today... There's no... I don't know if the Fury will, will be doing watch parties this year. And there's no... Uh, Stony Monday Riot will be doing it at uh, La Cantina Sur. Bytown boys, still no word on if they'll have a watch party. So, Sunday...
0: Yeah, 6 o'clock, right? That's the game? 6 o'clock our time.
1: But do come out to La Cantina Sur. It's been a lot of fun um, the last couple times we went there. Um we're, uh, I
0: eat too much every time I go there.
1: Yeah, it's good food, and there's dancing, and you know, if you're lucky, <laughs> there's a Salvadorian birthday party going on with some cute <laughs> chicas. So uh, you know, and there's karaoke, and if <laughs> if you stay long
0: enough on Sunday, maybe you hear John sing. Uh
1: oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: maybe you'll hear Vlogsmith sing. Yeah. So it'll be the end of a really long off season, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how New York plays Ottawa. I mean, I think.
0: Goals, goals, goals.
2: <laughs> Maybe I'm a little biased, but I yeah, just a little. Biased. I might be a little biased, but I think I think teams that go in and take the fury really lightly are going to be surprised. Be surprised at how how well this, this team plays. Yeah,
0: Daglisha, uh, when he was asked a few what about he what he's doing for the Cosmos, he's he said that he wants the Cos he's not worried about the Cosmos, but he wants the Cosmos to worry about them. Very confident answer.
1: Yeah, um, and uh, he, he, that's not something he suffers from uh, not some, having enough confidence. Com- yeah, lack of confidence. But um, we are a total unknown because yeah. we have had such a roster uh, turnover.
0: It's an advantage for sure.
1: And we haven't been streamed anywhere. So unless the Cosmos are sending out spies or scouts <laughs> to these yeah. preseason games, they have no clue what to
0: expect. Really, and all that stuff we said about the false nine and uh, wing backs and all that. That we just made that up.
1: <laughs> Basically, if you blew, if you lasted this long, we may as well tell you right now we're making all this shit up.
0: <laughs> so if you're if you're Cosmos Scout then you're like, oh yeah, these guys saw the game, <laughs> we didn't see anything.
2: We're playing Christmas tree formation. <laughs> uh, so. so, yeah, get out there. Uh, however you can watch at home. Wherever. Just, it's Sunday. It's back. Finally, and his back. Yeah, and if you enjoy
1: the show, um, leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcatcher uh, that you listen to us to. We, we really do appreciate that. It's a, it's a labor of love, and um, we can be reached on Twitter at oitfury. Our email address is oursistafurypodcast at gmail dot com. I've heard we have a Facebook group. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> we have a Facebook page. If you look up ours is the fury
0: and. If it looks like a Game of Thrones thing, that's us. No. (laughs) We're the soccer one. And yeah. That's pretty much it, guys.
2: Toodles. Story in the world, the uh, I guess the building where Stony Monday riot took place is becoming a Starbucks after nightmare. So, I guess the Tories did win in the end, eh?